Welcome to Abiding Hope Worship Center's podcast. We pray that you're inspired, challenged, and encouraged as you listen to a message from Pastor Raphael. I'm going to share a, a powerful word of God this morning. But how many people enjoyed Pastor Marie last week? Give her a hand clap. Man, that was so amazing, her work, right? I learned everything from her. She taught me all that I know. But no, seriously speaking, we were in the same preaching class in the master's program at Southeastern University, and man, she was such a good speaker that she was actually chosen to be the senior speaker at graduation, and you know, Marie's so modest and so kind, and no, she was just busy, but she decided to decline. She couldn't do it. Why? Because she had to go back to the mission field. This was before we were married. And so she is one of my favorite, favorite preachers I have ever heard in my life, not because I'm married to her, but because she is really really good. She is phenomenal. And I enjoyed her preaching. I listened to it. I was close. I was with the children in the other building. We were having fun. You don't, you don't know what you're missing over there. I tell you what, we were dancing. We were doing all kinds of stuff. And we were enjoying ourselves. And man, I got to spend time with the children over there. But she, she blessed you guys here at the church. And I'm a little bit, I was like, man, Marie, you're kind of going over. But you know, she let in the Holy Spirit speak to her and guide her. And I believe that was a great service. It was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed listening to her. Hey, Real quick, I'm going to make an announcement. I wasn't planning on doing this, but if there's ever a time that you want to hear a message again, we have the option on Facebook. We have it on our, on our, our website. We also have a podcast. How many people know what a podcast is? Right? It's actually where you can listen to an audio version of the sermon. Right? It's different from watching it online. It's a more personal approach to listening to it while you're in your car or you're cooking, whatever it may be. You can put it on your phone, listen to the podcast. That's available there for you as well. How do you get there? Okay, well, go to www.abidinghope.online, and you click on the top. You have multiple options. You have Vimeo. You have YouTube. You have uh, podcast, and you can also watch it from our website. So all that is available at the click of a button, okay? If I'm speaking Chinese to you right now, where you don't understand what I'm saying, okay, or if I'm speaking Japanese, konnichiwa, right, I'm going to say... Now, I can help you find what you're looking for. Just tell me you need help. We'll get you right there to find that particular video or podcast and everything else I'm talking about. Amen? All right. So I'd like to begin by asking you a question. Do you ever wonder where God is and where you're going when you're going through some tough stuff? You ever wonder about that? Have you ever felt alone or isolated? Perhaps the, the feeling that Jesus is sleeping in the stern of a boat and your storm keeps coming. How many people have felt that way? Think about it. You're in the middle of some stuff, and the rain keeps coming. The wind blow, blowing. The ship keeps rocking back and forth, and the waves of life is about to drown you. You're feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling like Peter. You're trying to walk on the water, and all of a sudden, you start to sink, and you're wondering where God is at to catch you while you're sinking. How many people have ever felt that way? You call out to Jesus to help you. You cry. Beg, plead for Jesus to calm your storm, but then suddenly, in the middle of your storm, there's peace. It's calm, quiet. Your mind is at ease. Something is happening. You have a sense of peace. You see through the cloud. It's a bright, sunny day. There's a story in the Bible, one of my favorite stories in the Bible I want to talk about today. 
It's the story of Jesus and his disciples who were caught up in a storm. There was rain. There was wind. There was waves breaking all over the boat and filling it with water. They were in a mess. But little did they know that Jesus is a storm chaser. But if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. We are in week three of this series called You Asked For It. And today we're going to be focusing on being storm chasers. Say that with me. Storm chasers. I'm going to be a storm chaser. Amen? So stand with me for the reading of God's word. In Matthew chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 41. I'm going to read it real quickly, and I'm going to break it down for you as I get done reading it. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall or storm, storm came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Isn't that nice? Beautiful, right? Jesus is sleeping in the stern. Woo! What's up with that, Jesus? The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Have you asked that question before? Jesus, don't you care that we, if we drown? Don't you care that I'm in a storm right now and I'm drowning and you back there sleeping? Mm. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Lord, we come before you right now. <laughs> In the precious name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, many of us have asked, Are you sleeping? Many of us wonder, Where are you? We're praying. We're trying to seek you right now. We're trying to get guidance and direction, Lord God. We have doubts. We have insecurities. We have all kinds of stuff that we're dealing with right now. And I pray, Father God, that you will show up. You will do something supernatural in us and through us, Lord God, that you will rock our boat. You will show us, Lord God, that you are up to something good because you are good and that never changes no matter what, Lord God. We just give you the praise, glory, and honor. I pray that I would decrease, you would increase, Lord God. We want more of you, less of us, and none of this world. In Jesus' wonderful name I pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. After a long, tiring workday, things were beginning to slow down. The crowds were leaving little by little. Jesus just spent the whole day, past several hours, he was there. There was a lot of excitement. There were people who were starting to understand Yahweh more. Jesus was teaching. He was getting them to understand that a relationship with God meant more than just prayers and being isolated, but it meant being intimate and personal with him. And so Jesus, as you know, is the Son of God, right? And he came down as one of us, and he was teaching them what it was to have a relationship with Yahweh, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? And so the crowds were growing, and Jesus and his students were making disciples through relationship, relational discipleship and purposeful teaching. What was happening was, when they heard Jesus teach, man, they got excited. 
What was happening was that when they saw Jesus do the miracle, they got excited. And you know what happens as a result of that? They begin to tell other people, come and see what's going on. Come and see this man who's out there giving his best and teaching the word of God and doing miracles as a result of that. Come and see. And as a result of that, people started coming from everywhere. Amen? They were there to hear what Jesus had to say. But they were intentional about relationship. They were discipling as they were being discipled themselves, right? And there was purposeful teaching that everything that he did had a purpose, had a meaning behind it. But then Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. So climbing into their boats, they left the crowd. And, they, and their stressful day behind, at least they thought they did. Here they are, they're finally having an opportunity to relax. They just spent a bunch of time working. Only people feel that way. You work and work, you work, you work, you work, you work, you work, right? How much so that you start saying, whistle while you work, you know? Start whistling while you're working because you're working, you're working, you're working. And they spent the whole entire day, and here they get into the boat, and Jesus said, well, Jesus said to them, let's go over to the other side. They climbed into the boat, they left the crowd, and there was a, st and a stressful day behind them, but something else happened. Wow. So this morning, I'm going to equip you with three ways on how to trust Jesus to help you chase your storms away through prayer from your life. We're going to learn from Jesus and his disciples. Here's the first thing. Number one, they cross over to the other side. They cross over to the other side. Despite their long day, they still left where they were and continue on mission. But they were heading on a dangerous journey that would viciously test their faith. Never felt that way. You're, going, you're leaving. You're going to the other side. You're going somewhere else. And you feel like the next place you're going to go or the, 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 where you're entering in that season of your life, you feel like it's overwhelming and you feel like you're being tested as a result of that. Lake Galilee was notorious, notorious for its storms. They literally came out of the blue with devastating and terrifying swiftness. Now, we live in Florida. We know what it is to have hurricanes. <laughs> we are like the hurricane capital in the world. We know what it is, right? When hurricanes come, we start boarding up the windows. We start doing whatever we can to prepare for the storm. We get prepared. But there's also storms in life that happen spiritually that we need to be prepared for those storms. We need to prepare ourselves. We need to equip ourselves. That happens. You know how that happens? By praying, by getting in God's word, but also by being in the house of God or watching online, getting your spiritual nourishment, gathering together because iron sharpens iron. Amen? We sharpen one another. We praise the Lord. And so they were... They, Everything has can change in Lake Galilee, even when it's perfectly clear. And I remember when I first moved here to Florida from New York, I remember seeing rain here in Florida where it was raining on one side of the street, and on the other side it was perfectly sunny. I said, what in the world is that? I have never saw that in my life. I'll go to across the street, and I'm getting wet. I said, man, it's pretty cool. I don't need an umbrella. I'll go over here, and I'm dry. I found that kind of interesting. Well, the same thing with this, the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Galilee, okay? All of a sudden, it could be calm, it could be nice, the weather could be great, and it start raining there. And that's exactly what happened in this particular story. And Jesus knew what was coming. 
yet he still told his disciples to go over to the other side because everything he did had a purpose. You don't think Jesus knew the storm was going to come before he went? Who's the creator of the storm? If we truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, who created it, right? So he definitely knew what was coming up, but still he said, let's go over to the other side. <laughs> wow. So we're getting in our boat. And do you know that feeling you get when you're in a boat looking for the right spot to go fishing, right? You're in Lake Okeechobee, and you're looking for the right spot to go fishing. And you found it. You're like, that's it. That's it. I know. I know this is where all the bass is at. I know where this is all the fish right here. I'm going to go right there. And what do you do? You start rushing to get to that spot before somebody else gets there before you, right? And right when you get there, you start putting the throttle and you're trying to get there before everybody else. And what happens is the boat begins to lift up a little bit because you're going too fast and you start falling backwards because the boat is lifting and you have to grab a hold of something. Hmm. You're trying to get there. And you already know what's going to happen when you put the throttle full, when you go fast enough and the boat's going to go this way, you already know what's going to happen. But regardless of that, you still want to get to the other side. You want to get there. And so you're willing to take the risk of speeding up that boat because you want to get there before somebody else and get that spot because I've been there. I've been in Lake Okeechobee where we were going to pick a spot and some gentleman just flew right in front of us. Well, not a gentleman. I want to call him something else. Okay? Flew right in front of us and took our spot. We were like, ah, as kind as we could be. And you know what I said? Praise God. Bless you, brother. It's a place going to follow us wherever we go, because we got God's favor. Amen? I was thinking about, at the time, Jesus is in a boat with us, so he's going to tell us to cast our net on the other side, and we're going to get all the boats. So, hey, you can take that spot. We'll go somewhere else, right? But the reason why we put ourselves in such a dangerous situation by speeding up the boat, and, you know, without warning sometimes, and you got to grab a hold of something because the thing's going to flip up, is because we want to get to the other side. And Jesus had a purpose for that. He wanted to get to the other side. He wanted to get there because everything he did, say it with me, everything he did had purpose. Amen? Here's what we also need to know. Jesus cares about you even when you're drowning. Jesus cares about you even when you are drowning. You're in a spiritual storm, and at times it feels like Jesus is sleeping. Right? Despite the storm in this passage being a literal physical storm, there is something we can't afford to miss in this story. We cannot afford to miss it. Any Bible story, we cannot afford to miss it. There's something there for us. This incident revealed that humanity and deity of the Lord Jesus. I'll say that again. This incident revealed the humanity and de deity of the Lord Jesus. He slept in the stern of the boat. That was his humanity. He spoke to the sea and it was calm, that was the deity. Don't miss that. Humanity was when he slept in the stern of the boat, the back of the boat. His deity was when he spoke to the storm and everything was calm. That's the story of both his human and his deity. Amen? The sto this storm demonstrates his power over nature, as previous miracles show his power over diseases and demons. When God lets us go through trials, it often feels like he doesn't care. The fear and the pain lead to confusion. Why would God let this happen? But in such moments, 
you know your, if, when in such moments, you must know your Bible and trust in the king of creation. Amen? If Jesus is in your boat, it can't sink. If, is he, if he's in your life, you won't drown. There are storms that come into your life that do not pass through his sovereign fingers, loving fingers first. I'll say that again. There are storms in your life that happen that do not pass his, they don't pass his loving fingers, his sovereign loving hand first. He allows it to happen for a purpose. He allows it to happen for a reason. Do I, I wish we could pick our storm, you know? I wish we could say, Lord, even though it's raining on this side right now and everything's coming down, I could walk on the other side because it's not raining on this side. We don't get to choose the storm that we walk in. We just got to choose to believe who's the one behind it. We got to choose to believe that God is in control in spite of the storms that we are faced with. Amen? And I'm not talking about, if you're not getting what I'm saying right now, I'm talking about the storms of life. I'm not talking about the rain. I'm talking about the stuff that you're going through right now, the challenges and the difficulty that you are faced with at this very moment. I'm talking about that. Amen? We don't get to choose that, but we know who's the one that could get us through it. We know who's the one that can lead us the way. We know who's the one who can turn that darkness into light. We know who's the one that can get us out of that storm and have a purpose and a plan behind that because you know what he's doing? He's defining us. He's molding us. He's shaping us. He's doing something phenomenal in our lives. Amen? This story demonstrates his power over nature as previous miracles show his power over diseases and demons. I want to repeat that because it's very key. When when God let us go through trials, it often feels like he doesn't care. The fear and the pain lead to confusion. Why, God, why did you let this happen? But in such a moment, in such moments, you must know your Bible and trust in the king of creation. That's why it's good to have your own personal devotional time. Don't wait to come to church to hear about the Bible. Read the Bible so that you know it. The more we read, the more we can remember. And when we're going through a storm, that's where it comes time for us to apply what we are reading. Amen? We're not going to get this by osmosis. Okay? I'm going to, oh, pastor, I just decided I'm going to go ahead and start sleeping with my Bible under my head. And as a result of that, you know, I'm going to get everything that's in here. No, you have to read it. And not only do you have to read it, you have to apply it. Amen? You have to believe what it says. You have to take it literally, in many cases, literally what it's saying to you so that you can continue to grow in your knowledge of him and you can get through the storms that you're faced with. Okay? If Jesus is in your boat, you can't sink. If he's in your life, you won't drown. There are no storms that come into your life that do not pass, pass, first pass through the sovereign and loving his sovereign and loving fingers. I know I said that before, but I want to get you to understand that. He, it goes through his fingers first. Amen? If you know his character, you know that he does nothing that is not for your good and for his glory. Here's what Romans 8.28 says this. It says, and we know that in all things God works together for good to those who love him. Now, we can quote that, man. I can quote that. I got the shirt. I got the coffee mug. I got the socks. I got the shoes. Romans 8.28. I could do it all day. But do we really believe that? And we know that all things work together for good of those who love him who have been called according to his what? Purposes. Purposes. Now, I don't have this on the screen, but I decided to say, you know what? Let's go back to verse 26 and see what verse 26 to 27 say, because we're so good at quoting, all things work to go, 
together for the good of those who love Christ Jesus, for those who call according to his plan and purpose. We can say that all day, right? But look at verse 26 and verse 27, and I don't have it on the screen, but that means you have to listen to me while I'm saying it, okay? In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless groan, worthless groan. Verse 27, and he who searches our heart knows the mind of, of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes with God's people in accordance with the will of God. What? He groans for us. He intercedes for us. He does what for us? These verses shoot pretty straight. It says, ask the Holy Spirit to help you with your weaknesses. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you with your weaknesses. According to these verses, he intercedes for you with deep groanings according to God's will. He's interceding with deep groanings. He's like crying out. Ask the Holy Spirit who intercedes for you to open your heart and mind to understand the depths of God's love for you. You have to ask. Then ask him to enable you to express your devotion through worship to God. Say, Lord, this storm is way too powerful. But Lord, enable me to express my emotion through worship, to express my devotion through worship to you. I need your help. I, I don't have a problem asking God for help. Matter of fact, every second I have to ask him for help. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, not to go crazy. Help me, Lord, not to get frustrated. Help me, Lord, not to take this water bottle and just chuck it across the room. Help me, Lord, because, man, I need you at this very moment of my life. Speaking of water bottle, I'm going to take a quick sip real fast. We're talking about storms. I involves water, right? I love the word water in Spanish. Agua. You ever seen the water, aquafina? Well, we like to say aguafina. Pure water, thin water. Amen? So ask the Holy Spirit who intercedes for you to open your heart and mind to understand the depths of God's love for you. Then ask him to enable you to express your devotion to worship to God. Trust that God can bring good out of all things for those who love him. Amen? Irregardless of what we face with, God is still good. That does not change. He is still good. So many people don't believe that because if you did, you'd be, you'd be giving a shout to God right now. He is good. Amen? He is good. You take away, you add one more O to God, and he is good. Matter of fact, God is with a capital G, and you're going to believe so much so that he is good, you're going to capitalize the G in good. Amen? God is good good. Amen? That don't change. It never changes. Regardless of what we go through, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? There's a movie out on Pure Flix. Movie out on Amazon Prime. You can probably rent it anywhere, whatever platform you watch. Netflix, Pureflix, Amazon Prime, whatever you choose. Roku, whatever it is that you use. Fire Stick. There's a movie called Do You Believe? And it's based on people who go into challenges and difficulties in life, and they continue to believe regardless of the storm that they're faced with. Amen? Do you believe? Wow. Here's number three. Don't let fear mess with your faith. 
Don't let fear mess with your faith. Fear and faith both correspond to one another. I'm going to say that again. Fear and faith both correspond to one another. An increase in one leads to a decrease in the other. Okay? So if you have more fear, your faith decreases. If you have more faith, your fear decreases. Hear what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? They correspond with one another. An increase of one leads to a decrease in others. My job today is to increase your faith so that your fear can go down. Amen? If I'm not able to increase your faith this morning, then, wow, I don't know what's going to happen, but, hey, we're going to trust the Lord anyway, right? To increase your faith. They correspond to one another. But we want to have more faith, not fear. Amen? We want to overcome our in fear through faith. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a little commercial break real quickly. Be prepared to watch Facebook on Tuesday because Pastor Marie is going to break down fear. She's going to break it down with her refining moment. How many people actually watch that? Refining moment. It's on there. If you haven't watched it yet, go back to all the previous ones that she's done and you wonder, man, how can I hear Pastor Marie preach every week? Well, Tuesday on Facebook Live, you can hear her every single week. Praise the Lord. Every week. Not just on Mother's Day, but you can hear her every single week on Tuesday on Facebook Live, and she could be breaking down fear as she shares on Tuesday. So look for that. Those of you all online, you're right in the right spot. Just click that button when you see it or tune in, and you'll be able to hear what she has to say. The disciples had every reason to trust Jesus. They had seen his miraculous action. They knew God was with him. Amen? I'll say that again. The disciples had every reason to trust Jesus. They had seen his miraculous action. They knew God was with him. Man, don't you ever wonder sometimes, Jesus, I wish you were walking with me right now, physically walking with me. Man, Jesus, if I could see your miracles happen like the disciples did, I would believe. Well, I doubt that because they didn't even believe in the moment when they were in the midst of a storm. It's not going to be no different for us. He's in person, yes, and he did the miracles and signs and wonders, but it's not going to be any different for us because they saw it, and then yet they had a hard time believing. And sometimes I say the same thing. I'm like, man, Jesus, if only if you were here. If you were, only you were here, you would walk in our church, and you would start laying hands on people, and people would get healed, and raising the dead. Man, I can believe for all these things, and yet people who had seen it in person still had doubts. We talked about that story right now. But they had every reason to believe, and yet they doubted. Wow. Interesting, huh? I know we were all wrestled with that. I'm holier than the disciples. Man, Jesus, you would have had one of me as a disciple. I would have been right there with you, right? Some of us have those Peter moments. I would die for you, Jesus. I would die for you. And what happened? What did Jesus say? Before the rooster crows three times, you would deny me that you know me. Three times, you would deny me, right? And he did. He did. And so if we try to put ourselves in their shoes and say, well, how can they not believe when he did all kinds of miracles right in front of their face? Because we all have doubts at times. All of us. And so if they had doubts with Jesus being there in person, it can happen for us who don't see him on a physical, on a regular basis. Right? We have to have faith and trust in him. But it's easy to forget what Jesus did yesterday when we're going through a storm today. I'll say that again. It's easy to forget what Jesus 
did yesterday when we're going through a storm today. Besides, before the storm came, Jesus had told them, let go over to the other side. And when he said that, it was an indication that they were going to make it to the other side. If he said it, it shall be done. Because everything that Jesus said shall come to pass. Amen? Because he, he promises in his word, and where he promises, he keeps his promises. Well, man, my sugar daddy didn't keep my, his promise. Hopefully you don't have one sugar daddy. Okay? Maybe your husband is a sugar daddy. Okay? In a good way. Man, he promised me to get me some, a new pair of shoes. And he didn't do it yet. Some of the men are hanging their head down like, uh-oh. But Jesus, when he promises something, it's going to happen. Amen? And so when he told them, let's go over to the other side, he was planning to get there. No matter what. There was nothing else standing in his way. Because he already spoke the word. Remember, he's the spoken word of God. Amen? We have the written word of God. That's the logos, right? He's the spoken. He's the rhema. The rhema word of God. The spoken word of God. And I love that, that word, rhema. After we named Amelia, I said, man, I should have named her rhema. Because we got a charisma. That's an expression of God's grace, right? We take charisma. That's charismatic. Filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And then we have Amelia. She's an adventurous person because we named her kind of like after Amelia Earhart, who is very adventurous and industrious, and, you know, she's going to make a way. She's going to pave the way for other women, and that's exactly what Amelia Earhart did. So we named her that. But, man, I said to myself, I wish we would have called Amelia Rama, the, the spoken word of God. Because when Amelia was born, we had to speak the word of God over her. I share the story. She was in a hospital for 10 days. Because she, her, she was such a small baby, they would have to monitor her. They had to figure out what was going on. They had to feed her different things for her to grow. They were concerned that she wasn't going to continue to grow. Well, to this day, Amelia can't eat certain things. She has allergies to milk and soy and stuff like that. The poor girl can't even have ice cream sometimes. You know what? I'm still believing that God can touch her and take that away from her in Jesus' name. Amen? Because when I was a kid, maybe it's still happening today, can't hear myself anymore. I was going deaf. But I can hear you snoring right now. I'm good. Praise the Lord. Okay? Sometimes things take time. And God will show up at the right moment. And he healed my ears. And I can hear perfectly fine. Amen? I only choose not to hear you when you curse me. And I won't hear you no more. It's called selective hearing. Praise God. All right? He had to let them know in advance that they would make it to their destination. He told them that. Let's go over to the other side. He said that with purpose and intention. They're going to make it. It's going to happen, okay? Our faith fails only when we allow our circumstance to override God's word. I'll say that again. Our faith fails only when we allow our circumstances to override God's word. If he said it, it shall come to pass. Amen? It shall be done. Man, we should have seen that song before. If you bind it on earth, I'll loose it in heaven. If you loose it on earth, right, I'll loose it. It's my song, Anthony, okay? It shall be done. Amen? That was the whole purpose of that. It shall be done. Some of the disciples have been in boats many times. They have gone out to the sea more than they could count. And surely they have seen some storms. But for some reason, this one shook them to the core. Ever wonder why? This particular storm. Think about it. They were fishermen. They did that for a living. Okay? 
And some people like to look at the disciples, oh, they were poor fishermen. By the way, it's very expensive to have a boat, okay? They weren't poor. They were businessmen, okay? They were making a living. They had to work hard, but they were businessmen, right? They were entrepreneurs. They, got it, they started it on their own or their family members. It was a family legacy, okay? And so they've been in boats many, many times and seen many storms, probably in the same spot that they were at at the story, and yet this one shook them to the core. Ever wonder why? Hmm. Ever ask that question? I want to encourage you, when you read the Bible, ask questions. God can handle your questions. You're not going to say, well, why did you ask me that question? Lord, come on now. No. Right? Read it in the context. Why this storm versus the other one? You know why? What I believe, truly believe, there was something demonic behind it. Something demonic behind the storm that made it different. It was, demonic, it was a demonic attack to detour them from staying on mission. Remember, they were just teaching. Jesus was healing. Crowds were coming. They were tired. They were hungry. And they were ready to go on the other side. And the enemy was like, uh-uh, that's not happening. What waited on the other side? Think about it. What waited on the other side? A maniac who lived among the tombs and graves. A man no one could restrain. He couldn't be chained, couldn't be tied down. He had been tied up many times with chains and rope, but he broke the chain, snapped the rope. No one was strong enough to tame him. Oh, do you remember that story? Wait a minute. Are you saying that that's why Jesus was going to the other side? Night and day, he roamed through the graves and the hills, screaming out and slashing himself with sharp stones. Ah! You think cutting something new? That was something that the, that the Legion was doing back in the Bible. Right? You ever wonder why you know somebody that's cutting themselves? Could that be something spiritual behind that? Possibly, right? Is that normal? No! No, they either need psychiatric help, help, or they need spiritual help. Amen? They're crying out for something. That's why we got to be the church and find out what that something is and make a difference and intercede for their behalf. Amen? So that goes back to the Bible. He's cutting himself. He's crying out. Here's what I'm going to say regarding this. Now, I don't believe that the demons knew Jesus was on his way to deliver this man. Okay? I don't believe that. I don't believe that the demons knew that, that Jesus was on his way to deliver this man. Why? Because the devil, nor the demons, are omniscient, mean, meaning all-knowing. That's God. God's all-knowing. Not all-knowing, all-knowing, okay? He knows everything. The devil doesn't know everything, okay? He has his little legions of demons that are watching us, and they go back and report to him what's going on, okay? I don't believe that the reason why the storm happened, that the devil began to give demonic attack was because he knew that they were going to deliver this man. He just wanted to keep him off the mission. Okay? But I do believe they wanted to stop him from getting to the other side. Here's a very profound thing I want you to listen to. Satan is trying to stop many of you from getting to the other side of your breakthrough. Satan is trying to stop many of you from getting to the other side of your breakthrough. He's sending storm after storm after storm your way. Amen? 
He's trying to get you from getting to the other side of your breakthrough. And here's the thing I want to make sure you leave with. In the presence of Jesus, we can have peace even in the wildest storms of life. It's up there for you. In the presence of Jesus, we can have peace even in the wildest storms of life. Wow. Do you believe that? That the enemy is trying to keep you from getting to the other side of your breakthrough? He's trying to keep you off the mission that God has called you to live. To live. We have an enemy, amen, that's out to get us. And that's going to continue to be to the day that we go home to be with the Lord. Why? Because he hates everything about God's children. Because he hates the Lord. And so he's going to try to come at us. But I'm not saying this for you to be afraid, because the one who is the storm chaser is the Jesus, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, and he could get us through any storm that we're going through. If you believe that this morning, I want you to give a shout of praise to the Lord this morning. Amen? When the disciples realized the presence of Jesus, the storm became calm. Once they knew that he was there, fearless peace entered their hearts. To sail with Jesus was to sail in peace even in a storm. Now that is true. It is not something which happened only once when they were with Jesus. It's something which still happens and which can happen for us. Amen? So you say, oh, that's great, Pastor Raphael. I love the story of the disciples. Now what? Now what I do with this message that you share with me? And here's the most important part that I want to share with you. Please get this. Please get this. Take this home with you. Take pictures of the screen. Write it down, whatever it may be. I'm preparing you right now. Get your cell phones out. Get your pencils out. I'm going to give you five ways right now, five ways to help you when you are doubt in doubt. What to do when you doubt God. What to do when you doubt God. What are you talking about, Pastor Raphael? I'm super spiritual. I pray. I fast. I go to church. I'm here before even you, Pastor Raphael. I'm sitting there in a the parking lot waiting for you to show up, Pastor Raphael. So what are you talking about when I doubt God? Let me tell you something. We all doubt God at times, especially when we're going through a storm. Amen? But does that mean that God is not there? He's still there. He's still with us no matter what. So are you ready? You ready? I don't think you're ready. I don't hear it. Are you ready to hear? Here we go. Number one, acknowledge your doubts. Don't pretend they don't exist. Acknowledge your doubt. Don't pretend they don't exist. Okay? Here's the thing. God's not impressed with us trying to be super spiritual. Well, Pastor Raphael, blessed and highly of the favor of the Lord. I'm so anointed that I can't be disappointed. You ever heard of people like that? You wonder, man, you still, either you just always have great things happening for you, or you're just faking it till you make it. I hate that terminology. I'm going to tell you something. I'm a literal kind of person. When somebody tells me, fake it till you make it, I just laugh at them. I'd rather say, faith it till you make it. Faith it. Faith it until you make it. Not fake it till you make it. Get it? I'm too annoyed to be disappointed. I'm, 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 no. Acknowledge your doubts. Don't pretend they don't exist. We all go through doubts. Number two, tell God what you're feeling. He already knows, but it helps to admit it. 
He already knows, but it helps to a minute. That's why you have your personal prayer time. You think I want to hear? I don't even let my children or my wife come in the closet when I'm praying. Sometimes when Marie comes in there to get her workout outfit, because she does her tie bow in the morning, she's always exercising. I look back and I say, can you hurry up? <laughs> in a nice way. Because it's my time between the Lord. I'm praying, you know. And he, but he already knows what I'm going to say, but it helps to admit what I have to say. Now, I'm not hiding nothing from my wife. I'm just at the moment. I'm trying to spend time with the Lord. Amen? I admit what, what I'm going through. And think about it. If you're a man, the spiritual head of the household, you always want to be weak spiritually before your wife and children. So who you got to go through to strength? Well, Pastor Raphael... I'm not a man, but I'm the head of the spiritual household. Yeah, if you're by yourself, you are the head of the spiritual household, right? And you want to be equipped and encourage your family. Amen? That's time with the Lord. Tell God what you're feeling. He already knows, so it helps to admit it. Number three, tell a trusted brother or sister about your doubts. Let them speak into them. That's why the Bible says, iron sharp as iron. That's why the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. Tell a trusted brother, not just anybody, but the word trusted brother or sister about your doubts. Let them speak into them. Amen? Not somebody that you got to tell them. They got to tell the whole Okeechobee. You got to pick up the phone and be like, hey, hello, Lysis. You know that, uh, you know, so-and-so told me about they were doubting. Let me call Nutmeg. All right, Nutmeg. Hey, did you know, know a trusted brother or sister about your doubts? Let them speak into them. And I usually try to find somebody who's ahead of me. Somebody who's more spiritually mature than I am. I'm not going to go to somebody who's not and share with them my doubts, right? Because they're behind me. They're not in front of me. I want to go to a person that I know is spiritually mature. And let me give you something. I'm going to tell you something. It may offend some of you when I say this, but just because you have gray hair doesn't make you more spiritually mature than somebody who doesn't. Okay? Because there's some people who don't have gray hair, and they're more spiritually mature than I am. It's the fruits. You are known by your fruit. Are you consistent in your relationship with God? Are you walking with him no matter what? Are you getting beat down in life and you think Jesus is sleeping not the stirring, but you keep on getting up and trusting the Lord? That's what speaks more than anything else. Amen? That's what makes us spiritually strong, mature, that we keep getting up. And I used to love watching boxing, you know? And, you know, there's two sports that Puerto Ricans are good at, boxing and baseball. That's it, okay? Maybe basketball. Some of us play basketball too, okay? But you ever heard of a man, Roberto Clemente, right? Puerto Rican baseball player, died in a plane crash, right? But I used to love watching boxing. Some of the most famous boxers, Felix Trinidad, Miguel Cotto, a couple of guys out there. But, man, I used to watch these guys beat each other down. Now, I'm going to say Mexicans are better boxers. And Puerto Rican. I'm going I'm to admit that. Every once in a while, you have a good Puerto Rican boxer. But Mexicans, they can fight. I tell you that. They can fight. They're good. There's a guy, Alvarez. That guy's unstoppable right now. But anyway, I used to love watching boxing, right? Because they'll get, they'll get back up. I mean, they get hit hard. Especially if you fought Mike Tyson. You know how, man, you got hit hard, you get back up, they keep on getting back up. They keep on getting back up. Why? Because they're determined to win the fight. And when you're going through a spiritual battle, battle, keep on getting up because you're determined to win the fight. Amen? And by the way, when you're serving Jesus, you're already one. 
because the enemy has been defeated. Death could not hold him down. And guess who's on your corner saying, keep on fighting, keep on fighting, keep on going after it. I got you. And when you go in between rounds, he's rubbing your shoulders. He's he getting you prepared. He's getting you fixed up to get back in there in the fight. That's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. If you are with me this morning, give a hand clap to the Lord Jesus Christ. That keep on fighting. He's the best person to have on our side. The best coach we can have. Fourth thing, worship in spite of your doubts. Worship in spite of your doubts. Worship the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Worship. And finally, number five, on the other side of the doubt, help others with their doubts. On the other side of the doubt, help others with theirs. Pay it forward. Show people what it looks like to walk past the doubt that you are faced with. Amen? Show them that. Model that. If you get over that darkness, that doubt, when you do, not if, but when you do, go ahead and help others with their doubt. Say, I know what you're talking about. I've been there, but God brought me on the other side. <laughs> I had the storm coming when I was in the boat, and it was starting to get rocky and shaky. I'll go on this one. I was, it was starting to get rocky and shaky. I'm telling you what. I thought I was going to die. And when I was in the storm of life, it's going like this, it's going like that, and I was going to fall off the boat because everything was getting crazy. But God said, he promised me a word. He said, let's go to the other side. And when he spoke that already, it, it, it shall come to pass. I'm going to get there because he said so. Amen? I want to end with this prayer out of Psalm 20. Psalm 20. I can have you stand to your feet. And out of the Psalm 20, it's a, it's a prayer from David. And I, I, took, I changed a couple of words to apply it to our life this morning. It says this, May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you. The original says, sustain you from Zion. Number th verse 3, may he remember all your offerings and accept your gift of praise. May he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy at your victory and lift up the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfill all your requests. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He will answer him from his hev holy heaven with mighty victories from the his right hand. Some take pride in luxury and others in wealth, but he takes pride in the name of the Lord our God. We take pride in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand firm. Lord, give victory to your people. May your, you answer us on the day that we call. May you answer us on the day that we call. I want to go back to verse 5, and with me at the count of three. It says this, let us shout for joy at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfill all your requests. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Let us shout for joy. Yes, Lord God. We worship you, Lord. We praise you right now in the precious name of Jesus. 
We have victory, Lord God. The enemy has been defeated. Death could not hold you down, Lord God. We walk by faith and not by sight. We trust in you in the name of Jesus Christ because you said it that we're going to get to the other side in the name of Jesus Christ. You tell us to step out of the boat, Lord God, and keep on going to the other side. There may be storms that come in our life, Lord God. Plenty of storms that will come while we're in a boat. We're trying to get to our mission, Lord God, and the enemy tries to send all this demonic stuff to get us from going on the other side, but we will keep on trusting you in the name of Jesus Christ. Church, are you with me this morning. We will trust him because he said it shall be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Those of you who are watching online, it shall be done. God's going to help you get to the other side because he told us that he would. He promised us that we're okay. He promised us he would never leave us nor forsake us or leave us begging for bread. Do you believe that this morning? Father God, we come before you tonight, this morning, Lord. I thank you for who you are. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We glorify your name. And Lord, as we are sitting in our boat, as we go on through storm after storm, and we begin to question, we begin to doubt, do you even care? We say, Lord, are you sleeping? Where are you? Lord, remember, help us to remember that you are right there. That you already spoke word over our lives, Lord, that you would never leave us nor forsake us, that you would never leave us begging for bread, Lord, that you said you told us the righteous shall live by faith. Help us to live by faith, Lord God, to trust you no matter what. Lord, many of us are facing storms, but rather than facing them and shrinking back, we want to be storm chasers, Lord God. We want to go after these storms with zeal, with passion, with purpose, praying and believing that you're going to get us to the other side. <laughs> oh, man. We trust you this morning, Lord. In your wonderful name I pray. Everyone said, amen, amen. Go and be with the Lord. God bless you guys. Hey, this is Pastor Raphael. Thank you for listening to this message. Abiding Hope Worship Center is a hope-filled church, and together we can become a hope-filled people. God bless you.